Hello, Gator fans. This is Orange Envelopes, and I am uh, coming at you less than 24 hours before the 2018 Orange and Blue debut. I think that they're still calling it that. Um, just wanted to kind of check in. I know it's been a while since I've posted. Uh, there's several reasons for that. And I'll go over them, but hope you all are doing well. Hope you've had a good spring and you've been enjoying um, the updates about the spring uh, and the progress on the Gators. Um, I haven't really been, I've kind of been lurking on the subreddit, but haven't really been paying attention. I've been listening to Pat Dooley's podcast and uh, the Chompcast or Chomp Chat with Cardozo and Albaverde. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like right now, because there, it's kind of a lull in the uh, football coverage. I don't really follow recruiting too closely. Um, if you listen to really any other Gator podcast, I just feel like right now there's no reason to listen to Orange and Blue Envelopes. I mean, it, we're kind of the refried beans to the, the pinto or black beans of the other Gator podcasts. But I'm bored, uh, and here I am. <laughs> I stepped away, though, uh, for a few reasons. Uh, and one of those being that last summer, I drank the Kool-Aid like I was in Jonestown, man. I think that's the one where they had really cool Nike sneakers and then they uh, they all left the planet together. But drank the Kool-Aid bad and got bit. Um, and if you'd like to hear that, I'm going to record it. So if you'd like to hear that, please continue to uh, listen to me on your Friday night or Saturday morning or your Sunday morning coming down, wherever you may be. I was really excited last year. I was reading McElwain's words, of course, about the progress that the offensive line had made. And then I remember, I don't know if it was Booger McFarlane or Cole Kubelik, but someone had come down to Gainesville for a few summer practices, and I distinctly remember them saying that the offensive line may not only be one of the best lines in the conference, but perhaps top five in the country. And I thought, man, this is someone outside of the program saying this, who I assume is totally, or at least not very biased. I know both of those guys are SEC guys, but to say, to make that kind of claim, that it's one of the best lines in the country, I bought in. I was all in, baby. I uh, I had some accomplishments in my life around that time that I f felt I deserved a reward for because I am a millennial and I, I do feel strongly that life owes me, you know, I'm entitled to everything uh, more than anyone who has ever lived and that just comes with being born in the year that I was born. But because of that, I bought tickets to the Tennessee game. And not only tickets to the game, but Section 6, Row 49. I mean, I spent uh, more money than I typically do when I buy tickets to a game or a concert. And uh, for from July until that game, the picture of from Section 6, Row 49, provided by Ticketmaster or SeatGeek or whatever the website was that I purchased the ticket from, was the desktop background 
on my desktop. I, I'm looking at it right now. The unpainted field, we've got this is gator country to the left, and it's great to be a Florida gator to the right. I was pumped, man. I had never been in the swamp for a real game. I had stopped by and visited a few times, you know, uh, on summer vacation. Went to the orange and blue game, I believe in McElwain's second year. First or second year. But I was so excited that I was going to be in the swamp, not just for a game, but for the Tennessee game. I could not have been more excited. And it, it turns out that kind of the experience around that game would be a foreshadowing to the 2017 season. Uh, I get down to Gainesville. I have a really good night the night before. Stumble in at 2.45 or 3 to my seat. Finally find my seat. And it is it has blood on it. My seat has blood on it. And the area around my seat uh, has blood on it. And it, it there was an elderly gentleman sitting in the seat next to mine and before me showing up he had taken a tumble and there were some paramedics there assisting him bandaging him up and he turned out to be okay I think as the game went on he was in better shape than I was because I had you know began uh, began drinking at around 10 that morning so he he was actually probably uh, not as worse for wear as I was but that being bandaged and battered and covered in blood, I think, was our season last year. That's how I felt by the time the Florida State game uh, came around. I just felt beaten and, please, you just get it over with. Kill me. Uh, kill me, as the uh, one video by Metallica says. Uh, but so tomorrow, this is kind of a documented advisory, a reminder to myself and anyone who may take, you know, something from it. I'm going to do my best to watch tomorrow's spring game in the same way that I would watch a WWE wrestling match with the thought that some of what I'm seeing is probably manufactured that this is not exactly how it would go down in real life. You know, I know that uh, listening to Dooley and the Chomp cast this week, both of those podcasts have suggested that maybe Mullen kind of, you know, suggests to his defense that they miss a tackle or two, or they let a guy get by them a few times, just so that we can see some action that we so desperately need after suffering through Adazio's offense the offenses that Muschamp and Pease and Roper put on the field and then McElwain's offense. Um, prior to hitting the record button, literally five minutes before hitting the record button, I did some homework and pulled up uh, some information on the spring game from WRUF because Rivals still puts coverage of last year's spring game behind a paywall if you can believe that. I find that absolutely ridiculous. But they talk about how WRUF talks about how Franks went 8 of 14 for 119 yards and a touchdown in the spring game. And they kind of they put a question on it, future in Franks? And I know I forget the name of it, but I know there's that um, 
theory or whatever that when a headline has a question mark on it, you can automatically answer it with no, and I, that holds true here. There is a tweet that quotes McElwain saying that Franks established himself as the leader in the quarterback competition because of his consistency, his escapability, and the fact that he is a sneaky athlete. And I think that third thought proved true. Uh, I think Franks is an incredibly sneaky athlete just because when my eyes were on him, I never saw too many signs uh, of you know him being the leader. And so I, I fully believe that his athleticism is is best you know shown in the shadows, you know maybe in a a, a grassy area outside of his dorm. Uh, similar maybe some connections to be made with Batman there. I don't know. Uh, I also thought it was kind of funny and sad that they, uh, that under another heading titled Names You'll Hear a Lot This Season, WRUF says Jordan Scarlett, Jordan Scarlett, Jordan Scarlett. And we did hear his name a little bit, uh, not for what he did on the field last year, but enough jokes have been made about that. I've been reading, what little I have been reading is apparently he is set to have a really good season this year. Uh, I think that's great. I think it's really good that he trained and stayed in shape himself. And maybe he was better off training by himself. The stories that we've heard about Mike Kent's uh, strength and conditioning program are not, you know, I haven't heard anything positive about, and that that's kind of the, the as it goes with the previous uh, regime. But I think we can all agree, and we've said this on previous podcasts, that Savage is a huge improvement over the previous uh, head guy in the weight room. Um, One more thing, though, as I kind of close here on this brief check-in with you guys. I'm going to do my best, like I said, to keep my expectations in check tomorrow, and I recommend that you do the same. You all know the negativity that can be on the subreddit at times. I was thinking today, I'm going to make a prediction that we are going to have a very unexpected loss next season, or perhaps a very bad loss. Uh, Maybe we go into Starkville and lose by two touchdowns, look terrible, and people are probably the usual suspects going to come out and talk about how you know Strickland isn't the guy to run the Gator Athletics because he couldn't get Kelly and it's obvious Spurrier still wanted to coach because he took the five month a year commitment in the spring league so why didn't Strickland ask Spurrier he needs to go and Mullen needs to go with him don't let yourself be that guy no one likes that guy, and I guarantee you something like that's going to happen. That's just life. But don't be that guy, man. I, I know if you listen to my pod or the podcast with Nerds Day and Lochte, I think it was in February, we went through the schedule for next season, this upcoming season. I think I predicted eight wins, seven or eight wins. Uh, I saw a projection from ESPN where they have us at eight wins for next year. I think that's a good number, but you know what? It may be seven. Uh, we may have starting quarterback, whoever it may be, may go down. It may be five or six wins. Uh, but 
everything I've read about Mullen, the energy he's brought going around campus. I know, uh, I think it was last week, he let city employees into practice to, to come and watch practice. I think that's pretty incredible. I haven't heard of a coach doing anything like that before. Um, but I'm going to watch the game tomorrow and do my best to keep my expectations in check. And I was thinking probably Sunday, maybe Monday, I may post, uh, record a, a little update with my thoughts on the spring game. I'll probably send out an email to the few of you on the mailing list and say, you know, if you'd like to be on, I'll be in the Discord at 8 or whatever. If you're interested, you're more than welcome to join in. Um, if you would like to be included in that mailing list, message me uh, on Reddit, or I, I think the Gmail is orangeenvelopespodcast at gmail.com. But that's about all I have, guys. I hope that uh, everyone has had a, a good spring. Uh, I look forward to the upcoming season. I look forward to perhaps talking to some of you guys on Sunday or Monday. Uh, but enjoy tomorrow. I know I am. Go Gators. <laughs>